Welcome back, everybody, to the Dom and Colin podcast as we are here today to kick off another season of The Challenge. Can you believe it? Another season right uh, in our faces right after uh, the last one just ended, but a week ago. Um, but that's how it works here in The Challenge world. Of course, I am one of your hosts, Matt Ligori, alongside my co-host, Brian Scally. Scally, how are you? Hello, hello. I am, let's say, 50% excited, 30% tired, 20%. uh, I'm enjoying this. Uh, Very happy to be talking about the Challenge World Championship. I feel like even though we just had a season of the Challenge and over on MTV, I still feel like this was refreshing and like a good time for this to come for me. Only 30% tired. <laughs> Maybe I mixed up those amounts. Mm-hmm. Got the numbers backwards. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't like losing that hour, especially uh, on a day on Battle Day. So that was great. Mm-hmm. Well, here we are. Um, a couple <laughs> days maybe later than uh, anybody might expect. Uh, sorry about that, but when you throw this many hours of challenge content uh, at individuals watching the challenge it, it it didn't work out to uh get in here any earlier so um hopefully this will be in your feed sometime this uh, we're recording this on sunday sunday night or monday and you'll uh have adequate time to listen to this before we get to next week's episode which i am hoping do you know uh are we getting one or two a week i think i'm hoping it's one obviously i don't know i would assume one they've done this before with um like challenge all-stars or other spinoffs where they'll drop two for the first little um premiere so i think it's pretty standard i mean it's funny because i i hope one because of the sake of like how much uh or or like the ease of recording a podcast and taking notes Mm -hmm. for one episode rather than two um but i hope two because then the season will be over faster and maybe we'll have some kind of off season but i also doubt that so yeah well i don't think that's happening but i also would hope to because i'm really enjoying it and would like to watch two episodes uh personally like if i was just watching this uh purely to watch it then i would be very down for the two episodes but uh in terms of podcasting we'll take the one I had seen a tweet of uh, Jordan's and not a tweet. I'm sorry. Uh, that man is not on Twitter as far as I was going to say <laughs> um, a uh, Instagram post. And somebody was like, oh, where can I watch this? And he said two times a week on Paramount Plus. Uh, he said, I think. Uh, and I was like, I- I'm not taking Jordan's word for this. I don't I don't think that's true. Uh, I'm not taking Jordan's word for anything. So I'm going to keep that standard here. Yeah. Um, And then um, now that I'm thinking about Instagram posts that I saw, I'm looking back in my uh, photo album. There was a picture uh, that the challenge posted uh, that said BR or a picture uh, carousel. BRB going to go frame all these right now. The challenge world championship is now streaming. The first picture is a picture of um, Wes, Amber, Theo and Kellyanne sitting on the couch. And Wes commented on the picture and said, all five of us look adorable on that couch. And Kellyanne commented and said, at Wes Bergman, five being at Amber Borzotra's baby, question mark, which, I mean, that has to be the joke that he was making. Um, Mm -hmm. So just further acknowledgement that, yes, um, which, I mean, not we needed further acknowledgement, but like, that baby's there. Yeah, it's there. Uh, (laughs) I wonder if uh, when we find out that that is confirmed again, it could be postseason that they're like, oops. Uh, So I don't know anything in terms of um, what the timeline on that is. But yeah, I think we had safely assumed that Amber had been pregnant while filming this, whether she knew it or not at any point. Mm -hmm. So um, also you're a little groggy over there. You sound like bananas. I'm sorry. (laughs) 50% tired, okay? (laughs) 50% tired, 50% hungover. A little bit. (laughs) Which crosses over itself. Um, So, yeah, we had this premiere on Wednesday night, uh, a... 
over two hours of, of episode because the first episode wasn't even 45 minutes like the second one was. The first one was extended and uh, it was just a lot of challenge content coming at you hot. Um, I did overall enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Me too. I was very uh, excited. Like the entire time I'm sitting up like on the edge of my seat, like cross-legged, like bouncing up and down watching this almost. <laughs> like I, I had a ton of fun with this. There were moments where, again, even though it's a lot of the same people on the MTV side that we've seen regularly, they are forced to play with a whole group of new people. Even the MTV people are mixed in with like the all-stars. So um, it's very different dynamics all around. I thought that uh, pretty much everything was as good as i could have asked for question mark i mean you know a few complaints here and there in terms of uh like i take one person over another but pretty happy and i might even want to start here with um just immediately going over our confessionals draft because um having paid more attention to it because of the fact that we did the draft for it um Mm -hmm. it made me you know pay closer attention to how the story was being told right off the bat and uh to get right into it i mean i was i i I did my own tally because nobody was showing up to do it on reddit uh and i was like all right well i can figure this out myself rewatched it on like 3x and just kind of went really (laughs) fast as i went and did that I, I wonder if that's everybody's strategy um and then it popped up today on reddit and mm-hmm. i was like i'm gonna use this person's because i don't trust mine that i didn't like blink and miss something um <laughs> but um i'm gonna look at my own first draft pick here and your own first draft pick um i had tori first and you picked jordan first tori had one confessional in the premiere episode and two in the next one for a total of three jordan had zero We're the only person with zero confessionals in the first episode and then he had five in the second episode uh for a total of five which puts both of them on like the much lower end of uh you know the totals so far um i think they were relying very heavily on the global MVPs uh, to tell the story through the first two episodes. And I thought that was very welcomed for me because it's just fresher faces, people that we had, you know, those of us who have watched um, the international seasons, you know, these aren't newbies to us, but um, just it it was very uh, refreshing to not have it just be like, you know, all the veterans the entire time. Mm-hmm. I would say if you look at those first couple draft picks, I definitely think we thought that they would be leaning on the MTV cast a little more. I think the fact that they brought in the MTV cast was signaling like because uh, at first we were under the impression, I think, mostly as the audience that the MTV personalities would not even be, quote, eligible for the world championship and thus they wouldn't be here. And then once they like did bring them in, I was like, all right, like we're going to get a lot of these people. And uh, I am anticipating them really taking over the story here, even though like it's not their season. But I am very happy to see that at least through the first two episodes, it is very much a story of the global contestants and they are pretty balanced overall at that. I feel like we got a pretty good amount of everyone in these first two episodes. For sure. Um, I I wish I did the math uh, prior to this. I probably could do it uh, next time that you're talking for an extended period of time um, (laughs) (laughs) to figure out the, uh, the total confessionals for the legends versus the, you know, global MVPs and winners. Um, I do feel like that would be, uh, it it would definitely be that the global contestants had gotten uh, more confessionals and more airtime and more story time um, just to get us started here. Obviously there was definitely some crossover, um, um, in the second episode, it was a lot of, you know, Wes and Kellyanne and John A and all of that. So it's not like it was just entirely them. But again, uh, point being that they uh, they did spread it out pretty well uh, to get us started here. And the fact that we only have uh, out of our first two episodes, two contestants eliminated 
only won through an actual elimination. So they're really just making sure that we get to know everybody before, I guess, they start sending people packing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they're doing a good job at that. I like I'm not thrilled to see a cliffhanger on the first batch of episodes, but it's okay overall like we still did get an elimination i'm hoping that they correct themselves and don't do this regularly otherwise i'll start complaining yeah um so where do you want to start i mean i guess just right at the top with uh when we we meet all of our new contestants um let's and we, do that we meet all of our hosts because uh, we have so many of them <laughs> um kind of <laughs> they're there not really kind hosting <laughs> all that much, but so there. Remind me if I'm forgetting. Where else were they besides the opening challenge, if at all? Were they? Um, that is a good question. I feel like were they there at the second one? I don't think so. No. Or do you think they're going to be trading out weeks? That would be weird. <laughs> I mean, just to <laughs> see like uh, uh, next week's challenge open up and it's like Marley instead of TJ, like. I get that they're all there for, you know, the experience and, and, you know, having them all as, as a part of this and whatnot, but like, it would just be so bizarre to me. Yeah. I don't, I guess if they're trading out, like at least it will feel there's like a rhyme or reason and semi-consistent. Um, but I am very attached to TJ, so I don't know how I'll take it. <laughs> they should have let like TJ compete in the weeks that he's not hosting. <laughs> he, he claims he runs all the challenges before they do in the mm-hmm. finals. Yep. Prove um, it. And uh, he he was on uh, Bananas' podcast this past week uh, just to kick off the season over there. And uh, the only takeaway that I really got from uh, – you don't get much from TJ interviews. You've, you've heard him on interviews before. Mm-hmm. It's like he's just kind of like – you know, it's it, he definitely seems like he's always doing something else at the same time that he's talking to the person that he's being interviewed by. Um, because why would he give his full attention? He's TJ Lavin. He's got more important things to do. He's probably working out while he's doing it, and you just can't hear it. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. Him and Bananas, the only takeaway that I had was the fact that they were talking about how nice the house was. Um, and <laughs> it was like a beautiful, beautiful house um, with like – a million huge closets that they don't usually get and um, jacuzzis and pools, like multiple pools um, and great views and all this stuff. And both of them said it was probably the nicest house they had ever seen. Mm, interesting. I have not really jumped on TJ interviews ever since, if you, especially the challenge USA where he was like, you know, what? I was impressed by every single person that made the final. Let me list them off right now. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> so have kind of stayed away from those. <laughs> yeah. But since then, um, but you know, I, I didn't expect to be missing much anyway. And the fact that he's been recording uh, or filming so many, uh, you know, seasons back to back to back uh, lately. So he acknowledged that Bananas is like asking him, like, so what did you think about like Ryder Dies? What were your final thoughts? And TJ having to like go back in his brain to find, you know, what season was that? <laughs> um, and then try to give analysis on what happened there. Um, he was completely forgetting so many things because he has filmed now this one and All Stars <laughs> and uh, he's going to film another one <laughs> very soon. So man is busy, but OK. So now he has help. So hopefully that'll help uh, with the recall. Um, So the four uh, hosts, they're all there together as they welcome in uh, all of the global MVPs and then in come all of the challenge legends flying in on helicopters. And I mean, the entire beginning of this episode was a lot of, um, you know, again, meeting everybody, even though it's people that we uh, most of them that we we know plenty uh, pretty well. um, It's still just setting everybody up. So which does do a good a good job in case there's like first time watchers like you get to, you know, get a basic idea of who these people are. 
Mm-hmm. I will say the MTV cast did look very cool in their flight suits walking across in slow motion. I was like, all right, I give it up. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, definitely trying to invoke like Top Gun. Um, so I thought the, uh, you know, entrances definitely worked here. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, the flight suits were, were different. Um, <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't mind them. Um, it's a lot better than, you know, just, showing up on you know in in giant puffy jackets because they're freezing wherever they usually are on location so um it was different um mm-hmm. and just to you know set things up of where we are we are in uh, South Africa we are um playing for a prize of uh half a million dollars is that is that an adequate prize for you for- uh it felt low especially when they're going and um <laughs> showing how much it is for each country and it's less than 500,000 for British pounds. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The, obviously they they're setting it in American uh, standards and money to, to kick things off, which I, you know, would love, uh, you know, somebody from uh, Argentina, Australia and uh, the UK to chime in with, um, does that money feel like a lot to you guys? Uh, that's <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, it, well, it, it does go a little bit further, I believe. And, um, Argentina and definitely Australia. Mm-hmm. So at least there's that. Um, do you think so? TJ made it very clear that this season's going to be run in pairs. Um, but this also isn't like ride or dies, where you know um, we expect that you know well we expected that the ride or dies would stay together because it was you you live and die by your ride or die. Um, just the way that they're framing this is like the country versus country of it all. I. And I mean, I guess this is a matter of if Argentina will even have people left by this point. But I wonder if like at some point in the game, they're going to make it um, like a a team game of country versus country. Interesting. I don't think so. I'd be surprised. I feel like they need to keep that episode order up. Um, I also don't think that we're going to probably split up these pairs and like run solo um, at any point because I don't think that they're going to have like two MTV personalities just end up winning um, as much as I would think that they might love that. I don't think it's probably going to happen. So I think that we're probably stuck with these pairs. But what do I know? Yeah. Um, and let me just throw this out there before the comment escapes me. But um, how are we living in a world where Jordan Wisely is a two time challenge representative of the country of the United Kingdom? <laughs> that is true. Look at that. <laughs> how did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> and it very easily could have been Tori as well if uh, the partner situation had gone differently but mm-hmm. um we'll see could be a switch up at some point uh we are starting with a qualifier which is going to put all of the uh the global uh, mvps and winners against each other in just a, a bunch of various checkpoints to test them in a bunch of different ways um and uh, essentially just give the legends a opportunity to scout them out which we've seen this before um in previous pair seasons right war of the worlds um mm-hmm. similar to this fresh meat um they do this kind of thing you know in the past Yep. Um, I thought this was super fun. I feel like you can look at it and think, like, "Eh, is it giving low budget? Like, maybe. But I actually like that. I feel like it was interesting to watch, like, very easy to follow, um, and a good argument for why they don't necessarily need the giant set pieces that aren't interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, this has nothing to do with the qualifier, but uh, before I forget, so the Challenge Argentina uh, wrapped up filming uh not filming uh airing recently um and it's still not coming to paramount plus until april as far as we're aware um did you happen to see anything about how it shaped out and if so or if not do you want me to tell you because i want to tell um, you something i do know that it ended only seven days before they filmed worlds and that may have affected the casting a little bit okay so you know about who won 
Uh, I don't actually know who won on the men's side, but um, I, I don't know the name of the person that won on the women's side, but I know that they're not here. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say it because it's the Challenge Argentina airing in a month. So um, <laughs> the uh, that was the one winner. It was it was only one winner. Oh. Um, and she is not here. So it's not, uh, you know, we were drafting thinking like, you know, which one of these uh, is going to be the winner because every other season had the winner here um, or the winners. Uh, yeah. The one winner from that season is not here. And they gave an interview saying that um, it was because, yeah, there were seven days in between uh, filming Argentina and then worlds. And uh, she wasn't sure if her body was going to be able to go to come film this eventually, you know, they were, they were like, we need a decision if you're going to, you know, come or not. And she eventually said yes, actually. Um, oh. And then she needed to get, I don't know, I don't think it was COVID, um, but a, a certain vaccine uh, to be able to come compete. And she was not able to get it in time because the day that she needed to get it, she, like the place was closed and she couldn't go. Oh. So then she, they just didn't bring her <laughs> i guess they interesting i guess they couldn't wait a day or two to fly her out after she could get this vaccination i don't know so that's that was her story yeah well imagine it was closed for bananas we would have been waiting <laughs> right um that season where we literally waited for ct to show up for like a month because uh, <laughs> he couldn't get through. uh his passport got lost he'll show up eventually yeah he's he's coming um so that's that. okay so back to the qualifier you said uh would you say it was it was good or bad? I did like Terrible? it. Um, like I said, it was a little low budget, but that doesn't bother me. Um, like it's fun to make fun of, but overall, I thought that it was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, they really had to start the season with puking because that's the complaint. <laughs> because of course they do. Um, my thought that I don't know that I've ever had while watching a eating challenge like this is, oh my god, um, production members have to come clean this up after. Ew. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Especially Ben Dreebergen. Like, yeah. uh, sir, stop. <laughs> it was disgusting. A, a fountain. Ugh. Um, I mean, I would hope that, like, you know, I guess they would come in with, like, some kind of, like, hose to, like, wash it all off. And That's, I, I don't a, really that's know. my assumption. But that's I'm still, a... like, and then somebody still has to go in and, like, probably put some gloves on and take apart that set Ugh. that's been puked all over. <laughs> so... I hope they're getting paid well. Um, also, I assume they're not. <laughs> my other note during this uh, first checkpoint is during Sarah's uh, uh, intro, Sarah Lucina's intro. They were talking about, you know, she she is a police officer and she's so good. She says she's so good at her job. Um, and they used her Twitter picture to like show her as a cop. <laughs> and I was like, that's the only picture we, we could find. I could have found that for you. <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> so. That made me laugh. Um, so that's an eating challenge. And then uh, the next one, which uh, also sparked some discussion online, was the uh, the hammering challenge, uh, where they had to hammer essentially their body weight across uh, the tire across the field. And like some people were having a hard time with that. Um, yeah, I think some people had an easier time because it looked like they ended up just dragging the tire with their hammer rather than actually hitting it. Uh, if they're not going to call you on it, definitely do that. Be mm-hmm. smarter, not harder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, it definitely feels like cheating. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I mean, uh, that is exactly what I thought I would do if I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm not hitting this a million times and exerting every ounce of energy that I Ooh. have. I would go home. <laughs> it's like I'm not doing this. Imagine, and I not that I'm making it through the first part either. <laughs> yeah, um, same. 
So after the the hammering portion is over, then they get on these giant concrete uh, circles <laughs> and have to <laughs> roll themselves uh, to the opposite side of the field uh, to just get across. You know, nothing too exciting here. There's a, a puzzle that comes up next that trips a lot of people up um, with uh, they have all these different pieces that weigh different amounts. They have to put them in order and then crack the code and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, just like you said, it's it's pretty low budget, but it's just kind of like seeing again what everybody's made out of in in different portions of this uh of this uh challenge yeah i was terrified when ben tried standing on the cement wheel (laughs) and i was like oh my god like he hits his head and like we're out of here um so i was very glad to see that everyone adopted new strategies after that yeah um, and the whole while that this is all happening, we're getting, you know, again, confessionals from everybody kind of setting up uh, whether it's who they are or what they have going on or their desires in the game. We, you know, you, you notice on rewatch, you have people like, yes, that are calling out, Ooh, Emily and Sarah are both looking really strong. I would love to have one of them as a partner. He's ultimately <laughs> going to end up with Emily. Um, we have Amber and, uh, Troy or Amber's, uh, talking about how Troy has a lot of heart and she wants to play with him. Um, Theo and Kaz relationship gets, uh, mentioned here. Mm-hmm. definitely worth flagging. I don't feel like we got a ton, so I'm assuming more to come. That would have been, we got like a little bit, and when Kaz was also in a nominee, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, really might have had to get the story in quickly. Yeah. Um, but no, it seems like we will continue that storyline later on. Um, they strangely really wanted us to know how badly Bananas wants to be on Team USA. Why does he really want to be on Team USA so bad? I think that he is uh, just knows that he's already on Team USA <laughs> and would uh, like to say that moving forward. I, I guess. Um, like, I'm so happy about my position. Yeah, I mean, um, we'll get to that, um, him and his partner and how he, I think, feels about it. But um, do you want to just talk about it now? <laughs> yeah, we can, we'll get there later. I just, uh, interesting. Okay, well, we'll get there. Um, and then the last checkpoint is rolling these giant flagpoles to their stand, plopping it in, and uh, obviously uh, we get winners. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, Grant and uh, Zara are the uh, male and female winners on that end of things. Um, and just to talk about the losers, it's uh, Tristan and Claudia who could not make their way through that puzzle phase to even get to the final point. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the flagpoles were also weighted depending on body weight? Um, now that would be a good point because uh, Zara getting it really quickly after Sarah <laughs> and Emily were both like, we got this. Yeah, I feel like there was in my head. I was like, were these like not properly weighted potentially um, because to see Sarah and Emily struggle well. Might have personally enjoyed it. Um, I was a little surprised to see them have such a difficult time where then uh, like Zara's the first to finish. Kaz like does it no problem. Um, and then I once I thought it was probably a body weight thing, um, Justine being like around their size, um, see, has no problem with it and gets done like third. So um, I was like, what happened here? <laughs> Very confused. Yeah. Um, also a note on Emily. She's now engaged to that. Uh, awful man yep so my feelings are solidified (laughs) yeah uh, she can go um so yeah um again zara and grant are going to be the uh, the two winners there and tj is going to announce to them that they're going to be competing in pairs with the legends which makes perfect sense Uh, we know that we still don't have an even number yet but we will get to that 
So mm-hmm. I did think at sure. one point watching this also, I thought that the bottom two, they were like, they were like, and the two losers are going automatically in. And at first I thought it was like the two lo- losers on like each side, like of both genders. Um, and uh, seeing Justine and Kiki in the bottom, like they pointed out that they were in the bottom wow. uh, at some point during the race. I was like, this is my nightmare. This is going to go so badly. I'm so upset. Uh, so I'm very glad that that was not the case. Uh, even if one of them did eventually see elimination. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize you were such a big Kiki stan. Uh, I think if I'm looking at the cast list, I'm probably pulling for Kiki. Yeah, I like her a lot. Um, but still uh, still time to grow uh, the stan card there. So we'll see. Um, sure. We get back to the house and uh, Bananas is going to kick things off with one of his typical toasts. But this time it's with uh, no voice. Yeah, I was like bananas must have been having an allergic reaction or something because his eyes are also like tearing up the entire time and red. So um, I just don't think he's that emotional. <laughs> I think that uh, probably had some issue with allergies there. I, I, you know, they'll tell you all day that it was allergies for sure. You know, we're going to have a medevac of um, one of uh, some. Uh, I'm very disappointed to have lost Nathan, um, <sighs> who was medically separated, they say. Meanwhile, you have half of an episode with bananas talking like he has no voice and is definitely sick. Mm, so do you think that they pause down filming? Do we know that? I have no idea. I wonder if they pause down filming and then Nathan, like, we know we've seen it before where it's like, all right, pause down because we didn't do another, we didn't do a long enough COVID quarantine yet again. (laughs) And then uh, someone doesn't recover in time and they end up getting pulled instead of the person that originally had COVID. So uh, I don't know that that is the case by any means, but I also wouldn't be particularly surprised. Yeah, like not to like, you know, accuse production of this, but like if Bananas' COVID test got like, you know, slipped into the garbage can and like, oops, nobody saw it, you know, <laughs> would not be surprised. By I don't know means. about that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, you know, kind of big liability, but if there was anyone they were going to take it on for. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of was... uh, big liability, I'm sorry, uh, Theo and the champagne bottle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, terrifying. As soon as he like brought that out, I had the same thought. And so glad that it was addressed. Yes. Um, he gets right into it. It's like, uh, the, what better time for him to, you know, remind the audience or tell the audience of his story who haven't seen him in a while than like, oh, there's a champagne bottle right in front of me and I'm standing right here. Yeah. <laughs> for that to be Theo's introduction, like, it makes sense, but <laughs> like, is it in poor taste? Yeah. Um, he says he's partially blind, which I feel like we, I think we knew, but I thought that he might have. I, I don't know. I thought that he was having like different surgeries and whatnot to like make make it better. I don't really. Know he how that was, works. and he was like has talked about how he was basically in denial and was like, "I'm going to make a full recovery. I'm going to make a better recovery than they say. I'm going to deal with this now." Um, so, I think that I don't know if he. I don't think he's fully blind in the one eye. No. Um, which I think uh would be difficult i don't know uh personally obviously how it'd be to have like partial vision in one eye and fall in the other that might be a little yeah. disorienting um so interested to see how he actually does on this season but definitely i think a lot of people are excited to have theo back here yeah and he you know also mentions he has had a child um since the last time we saw him so he's got you know a lot going on in the past couple of years since he's been here um but the toast happens and uh what else is going on here it, the, the next like 10 minutes are really just like a, a bunch of various clips of different challengers interacting and introducing each other and West speaking Spanish and um, Casey talking to a bunch of people that she certainly does not know the first thing about and uh, what else? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting to see married Wes like <laughs> like be shown in a light that looked like could have been read as flirting. Um, <laughs> and also like, oh, I need to learn Spanish so I can talk to girls. It's like you're married, go away. Um, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, so I thought that was interesting, and um, even. Uh, the one thing that I think stands out here is before he does get pulled, Nathan is proposing an alliance between the UK and Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's going to make um, – well, so that definitely made sense to me, um, you know, to start the game off with grouping up and, and, you know, just going after one group that already it looks like they're, you know, standing out as potentially being the weaker group with um, – I mean, so – Claudia stands out. Obviously, she uh, came in last in the challenge, so there's one person that could go in. Um, and Nathan and Tristan are from the same country, so you know they're uh, obviously aligned there. Um, there's certainly the aspect as well that you know certainly bears talking about is the language barrier that the Argentina group mm-hmm. uh, have to you know uh, contend with. Uh, they all four seem to have varying levels of how um, comfortable they are speaking English. Uh, so they're all, you know, well, not all, but um, the ones that are going to end up having a partner and the relationship that they'll be able to have with their partner and communication with their partner. Um, we see Rodri in his confessionals uh, that he's mostly speaking Spanish and they're, you know, giving us the translation at the bottom of the screen. So um, that's certainly, again, something that's worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. thought it was interesting um i actually was like all right i think rodrigo probably won considering i think that if they were just casting maybe they would hesitate to pull someone in um that is not more fluent in english but i'm glad to hear that they actually did go ahead and make that decision um if he's like a good character so um curious to see how he ends up doing in the confessionals though right in terms of number of them yeah, um, I, I thought all, all – should I say all four of them? Definitely both of the women uh, were big standouts. And then um, Benha, I believe, is, is how you pronounce mm-hmm. his name. Um, he was good, and uh, Rodrigo was just like – Sad, <laughs> a very sad boy in his confessionals. Every time that he was talking, I was like, I don't think he's very happy to be here. I did find them to be like a little put on even. Like um he is like making the obvious like I'm sad and like has like does like a sad face, like his uses his finger to indicate like a tear run, like running down his face. I'm just like, okay, like this feels a little camped, but it's fine. Yeah. Um what else is going on just in this early part? Um I what did I, uh, yeah, again, Casey talking to Troy and like, you know, I mean, it's not like she could have like studied up on Australia cause they couldn't have watched it yet. Um, yep. Casey and Ben are connecting here, which is going to be a, a bit of a preview of a team that's to come. Um, and I saw a lot of people talking about like, could you imagine a more boring, least rootable team? Uh, least rootable <laughs> team? I, I don't think so. Yep. Definitely had those thoughts as well. Nelson wants everybody's social security number. Mm, okay okay um wes and the uh, confessional that he got from the editors there where it was just fast forwarding him hyping himself up that was fun mm-hmm. it's like oops you made someone <laughs> mad <laughs> not actually but yeah was fun. it was interesting we also do get bananas talking to kaz about theo um the like one conversation we really get about them yeah um he's hoping that the challenge brings them back together i don't know that i'm betting on that quite yet no not quite um, Sarah and Emily are connecting over the fact that, I mean, Sarah noted right away that, you know, Emily's probably her biggest competition, but they were at the same level in the challenge. Um, and that really kind of bonded them. So we get two very 
beloved contestants here that are going to work together. That's great. Mm, yep. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, and equally boring, <laughs> less rootable duo. Fantastic. Um, a very rootable duo is Danny and his wife, Kiki. So, of course, we are going to hear about, um, you know, Kiki back home. And Danny's connecting with Naya about um, just personal life and whatnot. And um, it did seem like this was setting us up for the Naya and Danny uh, duo, but that did not come to be. Mm-hmm. I did think the same. I thought it was um, interesting. I thought that Danny says that um, his wife's name is Kiki, so Kiki must also be a great person. Yes. Um, I don't know <laughs> if I uh, necessarily agree with the theory, but in this case, I think he's going to be okay. Well, do you feel that way about all other Bryans? No. No. <laughs> Not all. Hmm. I don't know feel pretty good about most mats most mats okay Um, give me a few minutes i'll come up with a list all right um (laughs) maybe we can have a king of the mats tournament on our own time there we go um uh, i also have a note here which is just uh nothing to do with anything that we're talking about right now but uh do you notice like the video effect that they kept using from full screen to widescreen Mm-hmm. Um, that was, um, I don't know. It's not like anything too crazy to talk about, but I, I thought it was, uh, a cute way to like close out scenes and go to the next one. So just mm-hmm. fun with that. Anyway. Yeah. I thought it was good. I thought they like took a couple chances. They tried to make this feel like really epic with, um, some of the cutscenes, some of the, um, like visuals that they were using, like when, um, announcing like who was coming in to compete in the eliminations. So I thought that, uh, most of the swings that they made, uh, landed. What about the swing that they made for the confessional background? Um, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so as far as we can tell, like this looks like they are sitting in front of, you know, just a backdrop with the mm-hmm. logos on them. But um, I, I mean, I think that's what they're doing. I don't know why they wouldn't just do green screen and, you know. I kind of assume it is green screen. Is it like because it just the 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 feel that they have that that it has on the backgrounds looks like it's like, you know, a non straightened out like backdrop, but maybe that's on purpose. Yeah, that is possible. Um, I think it probably would be on purpose. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's fine. Uh, it's giving very much like champs versus pros. Mm-hmm. Not you know, the <laughs> usual uh, what they've been doing lately of just, you know, cool designs in the background. But I mean, it's it's fine. Yeah, N- nothing uh, to really harp on. Yeah. Um, we get a scene of our Rodrigo and Justine dancing together and uh, get the, everybody's having a good time in the room over there. Huhui is uh, really enjoying getting to know some new friends in the house. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, Rodrigo teaching Justine how to dance. Um, I thought that it was <laughs> like... I'm a little sad that, uh, especially at the beginning, it was like, let's all team up on the only country who (laughs) does not have English as their primary language. I was like, "Mm, that would be not my favorite thing. Um, But so it was encouraging to then see people, um, particularly like Team US now, obviously, um, bonding with and trying to work with uh, Team Argentina. Yeah. Um, Thank God for Sarah Lucina, right? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 
whatever. Um, what else we have? Uh, we had, yeah, the, the strategizing is really going to pick up as we're getting closer and closer to this, uh, deliberation room that we're about to go into. Um, we see Emily and Grant talking, we see Ben, Kaz and Troy talking about how Claudia is in the bottom. So, um, it should be easier to just go against, uh, the Argentina team and get, you know, start with that team to, uh, get everybody a little further in the game and eliminate them all. If that's possible, um, a bananas and Kiki chat. That was, uh, that was okay. <laughs> that was, yeah, right. Okay. Um, I loved Kiki being like, listen up, Bananas. Here's what's happening in the game. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, Kiki, you tell him. <laughs> and also, like, it taking a second because, like, he's such a sarcastic asshole and everybody knows that who's, like, been around Bananas for five minutes. Um, but she's just meeting him. So, like, when he tried to make some stupid joke, like, oh, I'm going to tell everybody what you just said. Like, it took her a minute. Um, so... <laughs> That was a small moment I, I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when things really start to get switched up is here in this conversation with Sandy. Uh, Sandy? Who's Sandy? Oh, my God. Uh, Sarah, Danny, and Justine. Uh, Team USA gathering up together here to talk about how uh, Argentina, you know, maybe is not the best team to target right away because all they want to do is find people to play with. And if they're not the strongest competitors, why would we try to get them out right away? Mm-hmm. I thought this was interesting because at first it's like, okay, well, we don't know Nathan's gone at this point. We're not sure how the voting's going exactly. Um, and so it's like, well, I'm assuming Claudia's not going to have a vote though. So uh, interesting that they're like putting themselves in a position that has like potentially less numbers, but uh, ends up paying dividends for them. Yeah. Um, and the way that this is going to, you know, again, go into the deliberation. So uh, TJ brings everybody into the room, which was weird that TJ's here for this. Right. That's not normal. Um, <laughs> yep. And again, the other hosts have no nowhere to be seen. But TJ's here. <laughs> um, he tells them about how Nathan had to leave the game to be medically separated. So, you know, pouring one out there because <sighs> I'm very devastated that Nathan's gone. I thought he would have been a lot of fun here. Super fun personality. Um, I even like. I never was like quite sure how Nathan was going to do on UK, but came in here and I think he got third in the qualifier. So I was encouraged. I was curious to see who Nathan would have ended up on a team with, but all for naught. I have high hopes that we could see him in the future. 39, 40, something else. Again, I I feel like they should know that this man is worth casting again. I will say that the Challenge UK cast, I feel like we often talked about like, oh, like the really big names from Love Island um, and some of the other like British shows that are pretty big, including Geordie Shore. So like Nathan, um, I really thought that they were probably too famous, uh, considering how famous some reality stars get in the UK uh, to ever end up on the challenge. But the fact that the UK cast was, I would say, as stacked as it was made me uh, a little encouraged that we might see some people that we uh, have been hoping to see back on TV. Yeah, they, they have a lot of uh, big personalities over there, so mm-hmm. wouldn't mind that. Um, we have a hall of fame room here that, uh, we're going to be using is just a, a room with everybody's pictures up on the wall. Um, Grant and Zara are going to go get sent over there as the challenge winners because they have no decision in, in this part of the, uh, process of who's going to be going in. Um, Claudia also goes there because the three of them are again, not involved here in the decision-making. Uh, Tristan, uh, told us his lucky day because now that, uh, Nathan's gone, he does not have to compete in elimination, which he's upset about because, um, he would obviously rather have his ally there rather than you know like he was feeling confident in himself to go down but now he's down a number so that sucks mm-hmm. um 
And yeah, it's time to nominate two players to go uh, for possible elimination against Claudia. And everybody seems to be, besides the people who are in on the USA plan there, um, thinking that it's going to end up being the Argentina girls that are um, going in against each other, especially, you know, at least uh, nominating uh, Huhui to go in. That's what Kaz is thinking and Kiki's thinking. And then as the conversation starts to shift, uh, you know, Sarah jumps right in and she's I guess uh, we get flashbacks that they talk this all over with Emily as well um, and that the plan is here to uh, be very strategic about this and not just um, you know put strong competitors in right now and maybe get rid of one if possible um, but also use this to find like break open a mechanic in the game and have your game easier to figure out going forward Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even as much as like I like Kiki and Kaz, um, and I was it was very interesting to see the other side like really outwork them um, and get them nominated, uh, especially once you see that Emily's in on the plan. I thought that that was a really fun reveal. So uh, definitely interesting to keep watch of moving forward. Yeah, um, I. Uh, I hate to give credit to um, Sarah, but um, if I am going to be somebody who gives credit to Jordan for being a competitor, I I can't help but um, just mention that, yes, this was, you know, a very strong start uh, to just playing the game for for Sarah. And I don't know if this was solely her idea. It was presented in that way. Um, But, you know, her, Danny and Justine were all talking about this. And it seems like this is where the idea formed um, that, yeah, they're going to figure out how the tiebreaker works. And now they know that going forward. Forward, and they had control over this entire vote. They got the two people that they wanted to go in, Kaz and Kiki, uh, of being the two that are up for nomination here. Um, it put Grant and Zara in the exact position they wanted to put them in, like taking the power away from the two of them um, and forcing, you know, again, forcing uh, us to find out how this all works. So, yeah. So my question is something I'm thinking about moving forward being that, OK, so one person from the UK and one person from Australia won this, thus uh, both of those like countries lose a vote in the actual nomination. I'm wondering if there is any value in not winning the challenge so that your side has more votes actually in the nominations uh, because the the winners only really get to choose between those two. If they nominate two of your friends, too bad, pick which one you want to go in. Um, so if the numbers are particularly close, I wonder if it's going to ever really be beneficial for people to be throwing instead. I think that's a great point, um, and I think that absolutely uh, any astute players in the game, um, and I, I think that we're at a point where we're, we can look at you know all the legends in that category, and obviously some of these USA players uh, as well to say that they will pick up on that, and they will probably realize that it makes a lot more sense for them to be on this side of the numbers. Um, and you know, I mean, I guess you can be strategic with it as you as you go, like if you can afford uh, the one number to go in, and, and like you know, if, if this is a, a plan that involves like just say Wes and Zara, for example, and now that they win the challenge um, and, you know, you can have West be the influence, especially say it's a guy's day. And now West mm-hmm. will be specifically voting, you know, who would be the one that goes in. So there's a bunch of different ways they can go with this now that they, again, know all that information. Yeah, I don't know that we'll ever see a um, guy's day. I wonder how that because like they're on teams now. Um, but I wonder how the tiebreaker will work moving forward, being that like they still have the choice between two teams, but it's presumably not going to be male and female elimination days. Oh, yeah. I just realized that <laughs> as you said. It. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't know. There's that. Yeah. Um, and then you did uh, talk a little bit about Sarah. I will say now, I guess, since we also just talked about her and I thought of it, um, she does feel like the like global contestant that 
feels almost on the level of the MTV cast. And I don't know if that is uh, because I'm more familiar with Survivor than many of the other shows that um, people are coming from. Uh, but I think mostly it is like a personality strategic uh, like uh, thing where Sarah seems to be a much larger presence and much more sure of herself than the other global contestants coming in. And it's certainly, you know, comfortability with with a playing the game, knowing the game, mm-hmm. um, you know, just knowing how this environment works. It's it's in the same way that when they were in USA, they were like the Love Island people don't really even know, you know, how to play this game or how it should be played. Um, and not to say that the UK, Australia, Argentina crew don't know how to play the game. They certainly have played it, but they don't know how to play it on the, you know, or or maybe they they're not as ready or, or familiar with it the way that you know these legends are going to play it in the U.S. and I think Sarah is much more tuned into that. Mm-hmm. It was just interesting. Even like uh, she has a scene later with Kellyanne, and I was like, Sarah feels like the vet here, and Kellyanne feels like the newbie. Um, yeah. So I thought that was interesting and worth watching moving forward. Well, if you look at total prize money that Sarah's won over the years uh, compared to Ugh. Kellyanne. That is true. <laughs> uh, Kellyanne's got a lot more time and experience and episodes under her belt. A lot more money mm-hmm. in Sarah's account. Yeah. So that's that. Um, so when uh, when Zara and Grant see the uh, people that are going in, they realize what just happened. And apparently Zara had already called that, that 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 would happen. Um, and immediately we see that neither one of them are planning to break their allegiance to their respective allies. And we're going to see how that all shakes out. Um, my other final note here is that why is the TV like backwards for them? I mean, I get it's for us to see uh, <laughs> like who gets voted in, uh, but we know who got voted in and they could have put the TV on like the wall. So the I don't know, just very yeah, strange. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's like on all sides question mark. I guess that's possible. Um, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. It, it just it looked like they you know had to like peek over the table to see what the names were. Like oh, what does that say? Does that say <laughs> Kiki? Um, yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. So that's that. Um, what else is uh, anything else here before we get to the elimination? Um. No, I thought that it was interesting that, like you said, Zara says she called it, um, because especially when Nathan was planning, he was like, oh, and then obviously because Ben is in our room, he'll come with us, and then everyone will be on our side. It's like, um, okay, so I wonder how much Team U.S.'s politicking really was known in the House. I liked I liked Ben Ha in the, uh, in the when they were all voting, um, standing up for uh, Huhui and being like, no, uh, uh, <laughs> this is not happening. Uh, we're not having these two girls go against each other. It's not, you know, whether it's fair or not. But he's like, this isn't fair. It's not not a good way to start this. Uh, we all came here for the same reason. We all want to play. Um, and I mean, not necessarily because he said that, but it worked in his favor. I really liked Hui also being like, mm, I'm not going to go in because it wouldn't be fair to me. And everyone was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> She's so real for that. That was great. <laughs> Honestly, great strategy. Um, I really I really do enjoy her so far. Um, so we go to the elimination, and uh, I didn't hear any kind of crazy name. I just heard, I think TJ just said, welcome to the arena. So like, Yeah, I think it was arena. So no exciting name for this one. Um, Claudia is going to come down, as she's going to be competing tonight for sure. And uh, I guess let's talk about this now, because this is the first we're going to see of an intro package, and then we're going to see in episode two an entire string of everybody has recorded intros. Mm-hmm. That was I thought that. I thought they were fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not mad at them. It was very old school, like, you know, just starting you know with uh i mean old school challenge old school reality tv of just giving us the introduction of like showing the names and the players and just very quick little like you know uh uh whatever before we get started it was it was fun 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like almost like a little wrestling opening. <laughs> I thought that uh, we always like beg for them to go back to certain things with uh, reality TV, and I feel like this was a, another positive swing for me. Yes. Um, so uh, it's going to be Kiki and Kaz that are you know between uh, between the two of them. One of them is going to be going in, and we do find out that uh, after Grant and Zara split the vote, that um, drama, 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 drum roll, please. Um, Zara's vote is going to be the tiebreaker because this is a women elimination, and uh, that's the answer there. So, any thoughts on that? Feels random. Um, again, because especially if there are not male and female elimination days, like why was this tiebreaker different than what we would presume it is in the future um so that was odd to me but i feel like it probably should have just been the like claudia picks and then like even moving forward like because everyone in the house already had a say the winners had a say between the two and then i guess just give the person in the elimination like the ultimate vote because otherwise like why did we have a male winner voting at all yeah I mean, like you said, it's not really going to come up much throughout the season if there's not going to be male and female eliminations days. So, um, sure. But let's say back to this. Let's say like next uh, week, like John A and Grant have a disagreement. Like, how are we settling this now? I have no idea. Um, At that point, maybe they have to go back to the traditional you go in. That feels weird. Um, (laughs) Like, why do that moving forward and not on the first time? But who knows? Yeah. Um, so it's going to be uh, Kiki that ends up going in because Zara's vote again breaks the tie. So it's Kiki versus Claudia in a pole wrestle. Kiki thinks she's going to not do well because she's not an aggressive person. I'm like, Kiki, I don't know if you've seen yourself. You're a little bit bigger than she is. Um, so Claudia just, you know, in her final moments here telling us she was talking about, you know, she wants to get back in the game and win for Argentina and for her kids and whatnot. Um, and she unfortunately for her does not uh, in three relatively quick rounds. Kiki uh, is going to uh, to get the the quick win here over Claudia and Claudia is very uh, gracious uh, loser very good sport on her way out was very happy for her teammates you know just like uh, very happy for Kiki just she was a very positive cheery spirit um, and I'm sad to be losing her as a television personality Um, I don't know you know what else we would have necessarily gotten from her as a challenge competitor but this is all that I've ever seen from her so yeah, I thought that it was a fun elimination, um, especially like the first two rounds were interesting. The last one was kind of like, a, I'm not winning three, so here, um, take it. <laughs> but uh, I thought the first two were fun, particularly as it's pointed out uh, in great fashion when Kiki basically does a split in order to kick the uh, pole out of Claudia's hands. Uh, I thought that was really funny, so glad that they highlighted that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was like a pretty solid el- elimination overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was uh, good enough for um, – go ahead. Uh, thank God that Argentina gave TJ the authority to speak for them so he could tell Claudia that Argentina still loves her. Yes. <laughs> like, thank God. <laughs> I, I could have told you that. She's a, a joy. Why would anyone not love her? <laughs> Just very funny like, for him to be like, Argentina loves you. Don't worry about it. Like, oh, you know? Okay. I guess we voted. And Marley's not even there to like say goodbye. Yeah, that was weird. I really thought that um, at least they would be like off on the sidelines or having watched, like put them up there with the rest of the cast. Yeah. At least why are they just not present at all? Like it, it made no sense why they were there, uh, you know, why they're there if they're not going to be there. So, yeah, they fly in for a day or, or like medical quarantine after like bananas is sick. And it's like, all right, just uh, go home at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, TJ actually had mentioned a little bit about the host. He said that he had hung out with um, with. What's the UK? Uh, no, what's the Australia host name? Uh, Bryony. Branny? Bryony, right? Bryony. Like Bryony. 
Okay. Um, I <laughs> I believe. Don't think I had heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with with um, with them and with, excuse me, uh, with the UK host, which is Mark, um, Mark. and they had just met Marley the day that they started filming. Mm, so, interesting. Yeah, just in case anyone cares about that. Um, uh, that's all I have on Claudia and episode one. Um. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Uh, I think that I'm happy ultimately to have Kiki here. Like, I would have liked to have gotten to know Claudia more, but uh, Kiki's one of my faves. So. Yeah, I definitely got the result that I was hoping for. Out of the two of them going home, I wanted Kiki to stay as well. Mm-hmm. So we go into uh, the next episode, and this is where we're going to get the picks of uh, picking teams, and uh, it's going to be the legends getting picked by the MVPs in the order of finish from that first from the qualifier, which all that checks out and makes sense, and ready to get into these picks. Mm-hmm. Definitely excited to talk about uh, these teams and the draft order in particular. So number one pick. Off the board, you know, we, we do a lot of drafts ourselves here, so it's always interesting to watch somebody else do a draft. Um, Grant is up first, and he is going to pick John A. Mm-hmm. And John A herself is very surprised at this, so uh, I feel like it had been kind of flagged earlier in the episode where um, if you've watched Australia, you do know that Grant is not the best at puzzles, uh, and that's something that he really wants in a partner. So um, I was... Not like 100% sold on John A going as like the first overall pick for anyone, but for Grant in particular, I think that this is the right pick. Yeah, I mean, if you're coming into coming into the house and you're learning about these people, um, sure, maybe Tori, you know, says, oh, I just won last season, so I'm, you know. I'm Tori Deal. Hey, pick me. <laughs> um, I'm sure she, she said exactly that. Casey has a, a win. Um, but John A's coming in saying, I just won back to back seasons. So mm-hmm. how do you not have that, you know, as a part, you know, as somebody, Grant being the person, you know, coming in, not knowing like details about every single player and having seen all of it, but just knowing this is a back to back winner um, recently and uh, is good at puzzles. So it made sense. Yeah, and I feel like Johnny, like even I believe that her like quote like strength that was like their like, most valuable strength that they like possess. I believe hers was endurance. So I feel like that um, is a very interesting thing for me because it's not like what I would have initially said for Johnny. And if that is either how she feels or how production feels, um, then I am even higher on Jenna as a competitor moving forward. Yeah. Her said hers did say endurance. I would have said social. Um, just generally like what, yeah. what I think of Jenna as a strong, strong player in that field. Social number one, like puzzles number two. And then like, yeah, she also has endurance, but if the, it's uh, endurance is so strong that it's now overtaken everything else, then uh, good on Jenna. But what's the percentage Scally? <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> um, the next pick is going to be Zara, um, who's going to have first pick of the men. And uh, egos are going to be, you know, crushed here as Wes is the first pick off the board. Um, yeah, Bananas is going to be immediately cut to to see his face as uh, Wes's first pick over Bananas and Jordan, which are, you know, uh, mostly the consensus top three available. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. Um I'm not going to really criticize it. I feel like still like a super defensible top pick. Uh, I think that Zara and Wes are a super strong team, as are Grant and John A. So uh, I think that a solid pick here. 
Yeah, I, I can't criticize most of these top picks because I think a lot of it also has to do with just they've had time in the house together and who did they vibe with, you know? Who did mm-hmm. they build some kind of relationship with? If Zara and Wes had had a conversation and seemed to get on the same page, like, you need to have that partner chemistry. We just saw Tori and Devin win the whole season because of incredible chemistry they had as partners. So if Zara hasn't had a conversation with who I would have picked first in Jordan, um, then, you know, how do you pick that person first? You're going to pick the person you've yeah. talked to, Wes. Well, I think Wes also um, is probably politicking a little bit more with these newbies and really wants to be the first pick, uh, where I don't think Jordan cares as much. Um, And I think that Wes probably is openly bragging about all of his strengths and talking about how well connected he is uh, and like, oh, bananas are going to get targeted because he's like a big target, yada, yada. So I can understand why this happens, especially I... I'm wondering if I look at the board, do I think Wes is the best connected in the house? I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I don't know that I uh, that I think he's the most connected, but I think he's still Wes at the end of the day and can, yeah. you know, figure it out. Mm-hmm. I do think that he is like uh, solidly connected enough and also probably is a smaller threat than Bananas. But uh, I'm curious if Bananas is better connected that uh, his position is ultimately stronger. Yeah. Um, so next pick is going to be um Ben, right? Ben is going to pick mm-hmm. Casey, which, fair enough. He says you want somebody who has a good social game. Yeah, strong but boring. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Kaz is going to pick Jordan. Mm, I'm very interested to see how Kaz deals with Jordan as a partner, as we saw uh, just a week ago with uh, you know on last season. Um, Jordan is definitely a tough partner for some to handle so i don't know what kaz is like in those situations and i'm curious to see how they end up communicating yeah not a clue um how kaz is going to you know communicate back to jordan but i think that jordan could have been paired with anybody here and would have been like this is so much better than last season well Um, yeah you know (laughs) so uh, he would have he would have been happy Almost any way that this shook out for him, um, that it's not Anissa because Anissa is not here um, and that whatever per- and, and he has a champion here, uh, the, uh, uh, you know, the UK champion by his side. So um, I think he's probably more than happy and uh, she obviously should be, too. It's Jordan. Yeah. Another strong team here. Uh, Danny picks Tori. He wanted John A or Tori because that's who his wife Kiki told him that he should pick. Um, and Tori's still <laughs> available. So he's going to snag her up. Yeah, interesting that um, Kiki knew that they would be working to like uh, with MTV cast members. I don't know if that was the case or if it was just like align with them. Um, but I think that this is an interesting team, and I do agree with the assessment that Jordan says right away. Like this is a workhorse team. I think that they can go really far. A hundred percent. They stand out. Uh, Kaz and Jordan stand out. Ben and Casey stand out just because. They're not going to piss anybody off. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm like underestimating Ben, but uh, I don't feel phenomenal about the team. Um, I mean, if USA, you know, maintains the control that looks like they're starting to push yeah. towards, then I think he'll be perfectly wrapped into that. Mm-hmm. Um, the next team that is uh, questionable, um, I, I, I have Ooh. questions about is Justine is going to pick Johnny Bananas. 
Okay, so uh, Justine even says, like, uh, my first two picks are Wes and Jordan. Hope they don't get taken. Uh, <laughs> those two go right off the board, obviously. Uh, I know that you flagged up earlier. You think that, um, was it that Bananas might not be particularly thrilled? Why is that? So we're going to get to the scene in a little bit that Justine and Bananas are, are, you know, in the bedroom just bonding about their team and trying to figure out where they're going to work well together. And Justine's like, I-, I want you to, you know, know that you can rely on me, too. You don't have to just rely on yourself because you're Johnny Bananas. So like, I don't know if she's just like stroking the ego there or what. Um, But Bananas seems down. He seems worried. He seems upset. And I think he did not get a partner that he was satisfied with. I think there was a lot of other partners. He was probably uh, like, I know he has that confessional early on being like, I want to be with USA. So that's either Sarah or Justine, but I think he would have rathered Sarah. And I think he probably, uh, like you said, maybe if that confessional was in hindsight that he ended up on team USA. um, I think that there's a lot of, picks on the board. Uh, Justine is somebody who is going to be underestimated. um, And when you compare her to uh, a lot of the other people that are around here, she may just not stand out as, you know, one of the top draft picks. Um, So I do think Bananas probably was hoping that maybe he would have ended up with somebody else that just seems stronger. Um, And then it just seems like he's, you know, using his own like, well, I'm not worried, you know, about you and me. I'm just worried because I'm always going to have a target and people are always going to come for me. So it just felt like he was like trying to like placate her and just be like, uh, yeah. So like, I'm just worried because I'm always worried, you know, it's just hard being me. I don't know if I read it as a lack of faith in Justine. I can see it. Um, I think Justine has, uh, a lot of <laughs> great strengths, uh, in this game, but I don't think she's as well-rounded as some of the other competitors. So I'm curious to see how they end up doing. I do think that they have the potential of being like a really solid team and a threat. Um, but I don't know that I would bet on them to be coming away with the win here. Either. And she she's so not connected, Justine. I mean, she's got the USA group, but it's not even like that loyal of a group to her. Like Ben and Sarah are connected. That's great. Danny survivor. Great. Um, Justine was in the final with all of them and, you know, is a natural ally for them because of that. But um, it's not like some deep connection where like they would never turn their backs on Justine. Like if if people want to target bananas, then Justine's going to be, you know, there as well. Mm-hmm. Now, something that I actually was uh, guffawed at was usually Justine comes in and I think even like in her preview for the season and stuff, she's like, being on Love Island, like I have the best social game. All we do is like socialize and I can make anyone love me and it's so great and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's not 100% of what social game is. It's capitalizing on those connections, which you didn't really seem to do on your original season. So uh, I am concerned there. But then on this episode, Justine is like, I'm not really the most social person. So I was like, what the hell this is this your biggest strength? Allegedly. And now you're telling me that it doesn't exist. Um, maybe she realized that about herself in last season. <laughs> I'm just so confused. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's uh, opting for endurance. They, they had to pick one. It's, it's like uh divergent. Like you can only be one unless you're <laughs> divergent, but um, she is switched and she is now uh, something else. It was so confusing because it's like, didn't you just say that it's like your biggest strength and now you're telling me you're not a social person? I am very confused. <laughs> just yeah. like pick a lane. Um, the next team we're going to have is uh, Ben Ha is going to pick Jody, which she did not seem to want. She was looking everywhere but looking at him and he's like, nope, I want you. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you think that you would go ahead and pick a partner that uh, didn't want you in like in this position? It's not like 
oh, it's Jordan versus Nelson. Like, then, if Jordan doesn't want me, too bad, you're getting me. Um, But in terms of, like, Jody versus the rest of the field, are you still picking her when she seems very much against the idea? See, my only, again, guess is that, like, they must have connected at the house already and maybe Mm -hmm. had a good friendship or so. And then, you know, when it came down to it, maybe Jody was like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have been so nice to him. And and now now we're going to be partners because I wanted to be with somebody else or or whatever. So that's just my only guess. And then he's like, well, I'm going to pick you because we had a good conversation last night again yeah. it's the only thing that i think they really have to go off of at this point otherwise you know what stands out as like oh jody's my my next pick mm-hmm. um, yeah it's true so that's just that um kiki is going to get the next pick and picks Darrell. yeah this is my most standable team um i'm very excited to root for them through the season i am hoping for only good things for kiki and Darrell, but um, I'm not convinced that this is the winning team either. <laughs> no, um, as you like have it. called me out for, I've I've been a little low on Darrell's chances lately. So, um, yeah, this is the team that I would be most excited about winning uh, <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, it's just like there were two options I think that were much better for her still on the board, being Theo and Yes. And interesting, I would go Darrell over Yes still. I Yes beat Darrell. So how do you how do you say that? Uh, game? I mean, first of all, it's not like Darrell was completely out of it. I would take Darrell in more eliminations and also the connections. Yes. I guess so. Um, I mean, I think Theo is better than both of the two of them at the moment, only because of connections. That. So, yeah, I do agree with that as well. Um, Rodrigo is going to pick, uh, Naya. Mm-hmm. A fun team. <laughs> I think that uh, the dynamic is super interesting where they're in confessional and even flag up the language barrier. Uh, I am curious to see how effectively they can communicate both in and outside of challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily picks yes. Okay. An interesting team. Um, Emily being one of the larger women on the female side and yes, being one of the smallest men in the house. I am Curious to see if that balances well um, and how they do. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Troy picks Amber, which she's so excited about. And I love this duo. I do, too. This I'm is another one that so... I would be super happy about. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Troy, uh, this uh, trio of a team over here with Troy, Amber, oh and uh, <laughs> one more. Um, I'm curious to see how they do. I feel like. They're both a very similar type of player in my mind where they're not like the biggest people in general, but they're more athletic than you would probably think and definitely very well suited for a final. Um, So I am curious to see how this team actually can do once they start competing. Big height difference between the two of them in most confessionals, (laughs) um, you know, the camera will zoom in on the two players standing side by side. Um, They had to zoom out a little bit to get, you know, both Amber and Troy in the shot without like just having, you know, a Mike Wazowski and Sully type deal of (laughs) Troy being so far down the screen while, you know, they're talking to Amber. Mm-hmm. I always think about on the circle when they had like the two players that had a really big height difference. <laughs> you had to like show the entire room to get them in the screen. Right. Um, so definitely giving that. Um, we have in the final three rounds, what one of the teams that I'm going to look at as the strongest teams available here uh, or yeah. uh, here. Uh, Sarah picks Theo, who is somehow still left. Um, and apparently they've been bonding. And that is a crazy good team to be this low. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this happened. Um, Theo dropped so far in this draft. I understand that if you look at 
um, like the board of everyone, like Darrell has four wins in a row and bananas has this and, um, you know, yes, just one all stars, et cetera, et cetera. But Theo only had two seasons, didn't really get to show, um, his full potential on the second one for sure. And on the first one, he came in second only losing because turbo existed. Um, I think that he wins against almost everyone else (laughs) basically on that final. So, uh, Theo, a, wildly low draft pick here yeah it's giving uh like pelican at 14 <laughs> like that's crazy a very niche reference yes um but yes uh i think theo and sarah are uh sadly a super super strong team that i am looking out for i feel like uh well let's talk through the rest and then you know maybe talk about who the ultimately strongest are uh, Tristan and Kellyanne and Huhui and Nelson are going to be the final two teams by uh, process of there's nobody left. So Kellyanne and Nelson being the final two that just d- don't even get picked essentially makes perfect sense to me. Completely makes sense. I saw so much online of like, why are Kellyanne and Nelson here? Um, yeah. So like it, people were definitely like excited to see Theo. There was a little bit of like, is he a legend? Um, but like, so maybe questioning the terminology, same with Naya. Um, so, uh, you know, a couple other people, uh, were really questioned of their place on the show, but I think Kellyanne and Nelson were the two that people were like, they're not even like that great. <laughs> um, they're like very solid competitors. Um, when you look at like a normal field, but when you look at this, they do stand out as, uh, definitely the last picks for a reason. Yeah. Um, so you want to talk about the strongest teams? Yeah, who would you overall, you have to put your chip on one team here. Like, who are you going for? Well, do we do like a draft now? That, I mean, Ooh, we're draft. drafting teams. Um, <laughs> this, so, hmm. Um, all right, yeah, let's let's do a very quick draft. Who was, uh, you want to pick first or second? I don't care. Uh, you can go first as you are currently beating me in the confessionals. Okay, sounds good. Um, I'm going to have to take Danny and Tori. Ooh, Danny and Tori. I do really like that pick. I feel like super strong. Um, let me take. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm not betting against Jordan. Give me Jordan and Kaz. Yeah, um, that would have been uh, one of my next picks if they came back to me. Are we doing every other? This is so serious. I know we. Uh, let's go every other. Okay. Um, so next, I would go um, Sarah and Theo. Yeah, I, I like, look, I'm not trying to generally draft this team, but uh, I think that you would be underestimating them if we let them go much lower. Mm-hmm. Next. Uh, give me Zara and Wes. Okay. Um, then that leaves me the team I was going to pick is John A. and Grant. Yep. Only one I was deciding between there. Um, hmm. Now, I feel like there's like a pretty steep drop off at this point for me. Yes and no. Um, oh. My next pick... I think it was between two teams, but I feel pretty good about the two of them. Not like as close to the top tier, but interesting. Next, right? Um, yeah, I am up. Uh, ben and Casey. I was between them or Troy and Amber. Well, I, yep. I'm, I'm forgetting about Amber's situation, but um, if uh, you know all that things were, <laughs> yeah, if, if all things were considered, a, you know, relatively uh, standard, uh, then I would go for Troy and Amber. So I'm just going to plop them in there as if it was, you know, if, if as if that were, were the case. So, well, I have Amber in the other draft, so right. you can have her here. <laughs> uh, so Ben um, and Casey, Troy and Amber, then. I'll- 
Justine and Bananas, I feel like, is the next. Uh, for me, I know, like we said, Justine is not like as well-rounded, but considering Bananas' level of connection and also um, I do have like a good amount of faith in this team, I'm going to take them next. Uh, next for me has to be Emily and Yes. I do have the concerns Ooh. about Yes being... Um, you know, maybe not the best socially connected, uh, especially amongst this group that we're all targeting him very much. So on all stars three or four, whatever. Uh, yeah. Three. Um, but that's a strong team still. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to take Kiki and Darrell off the board. Um, I, I was debating leaving them a little longer. I feel like maybe you or your uh, lack of faith in Darrell could have slipped another round, but overall I just want to root for this team in my little uh, draft here, uh, even if it's you know pretty fictional. Um, <laughs> but I uh, like this team and think that th- there's a chance. There's three teams left, right? I'm just making sure I'm not missing one. There are three teams. Uh, four teams. Ooh. So to reset, there are uh, Benha and Jody. Please read them in the order of how you would pick them. Uh, this uh, is no, the order I, I, in which yeah. they were drafted. Um, <laughs> so Benha and Jody, Rodrigo and Naya, Tristan and Kellyanne, and Huhui and Nelson. Um, I don't feel good about the bottom two teams. So if I'm picking between uh, Naya and Rodrigo and Benha and Jody, I'm going to go Benha and Jody. Ooh, uh, that's great because I will take uh, Rodrigo and Naya. I feel like while there is an issue um, in communication, potentially, I do think that these are pretty strong players. Uh, if there were like better communication and if Naya was also a little better connected, um, I would have had them much higher. But uh, I don't think Jody is well connected <laughs> by any means. So I am not going to uh, value that team over uh, Rodrigo and Naya. Sure. And then with these final two teams, which ultimately are the final two teams in the you daily have them challenge, <laughs> I don't want them both. I'll take Tristan and Kellyanne and you can have Nelson. And Honestly, um, I'm happier with that. Right. <laughs> so. Sounds good. Um, so that's the order, I guess, in which we are, uh, you know, projecting these teams as, as far as strength goes and whether or not they stay together all season is another story. But as of right now, this is what we have. Mm-hmm. And I think like there were very few bad picks on the board. So um, I feel pretty good about most of these teams. I don't think it is completely even, but definitely more even teams than we're used to seeing on the challenge, I would say. Yeah, uh, a lot of strong competitors out here and a lot of them are now teamed up together. So this yeah. is going to be, uh, I think, a lot of fun. I mean, think about like when we we're drafting rider dies and it was like, all right, there are five teams that could win out of these teams like max. And I think we narrowed it down to three very quickly. Yes. Yep. hundred um, percent. So we go back to the house and we're going to get uh, all of the, unless you have anything else about the oh, intros. The, the, I'm uh, good with that. Yeah. So we've talked about that. Um, we're going to see all these different teams and some different players, just some more uh, chats and bonding before we get to the challenge itself. Nelson and Huhui are talking, uh, Justine and Bananas talk, which we already uh, talked about. Uh, John A and Casey are talking about, you know, their allies and who they're working with coming into the game, which sets up a little bit of the John A and Kellyanne that we're going to get to later. And we get a Wes and Zara scene of uh, Wes doing his usual rookie mentoring. This was so funny with Zara being like, I'm in school, I'm taking notes. And it looked like the only notes that she took were like, run endurance. <laughs> That's all like, that Wes said was important. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, hold on, let me write that down. It's like, they're two words. <laughs> like, I think you can remember them. Well, I think it was three. He said long distance running. Yeah. So uh, it was just like, all right, like, this is not the most like in-depth class we're teaching here. <laughs> 
Yes. Um, and about the Nelson and Huhui of it all, um, are they in the same house as everybody else? Like, <laughs> I feel like oh. they, they went somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they've been. Um, but I'm glad that they're feeling the chemistry that they're, you know, I, I, Huhui, stay away. Um, do not do not approach the subject. Do not get near um, this love machine. It's, oh, my it's, God. Be please, careful. Please don't. Nelson um, will be upset with you. Please do not do this. Um, <laughs> and then we get quick glimpses of a couple other teams. Naya and Rodrigo are feeling good. Emily and Yes are feeling good. Kaz and Jordan feeling good. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, we get to the challenge, and it is a chain game uh, where they have these very heavy, I think the, uh, TJ said 750 pounds each, um, big heavy chains. 700, but I could be wrong. Oh, well, maybe I just added 50 pounds um, <laughs> that they are using to uh, to put together these different puzzles that everybody has a different shape. Um, and some of them you need to uh, rely on your strength more, right? Because you needed to, like, pull them farther, uh, maybe or. Yeah. So there were puzzle stations which were further from the starting point and those were going to be easier puzzles. So, like, if you think that you are stronger than you are smart, maybe go ahead and pull the chain a little further uh, so you don't have to get started stuck on an impossible puzzle um but if you are confident in your puzzle ability then take the shortest distance and go ahead and solve that yeah i mean it's easy to say for me sitting on my chair right now and not being out there pulling a heavy chain but i think the move if you can is to go for the easier puzzle because that's where people are going to be tripped up yeah in general um there were some i feel like like you can work them all out to a certain degree but i also just don't trust the challenge to um First of all, evaluate these puzzles properly, but also um, balance them to where like X amount of distance equals like <laughs> X uh, increase in difficulty. So um, I think I'm probably taking an easier puzzle too. Yeah, um, and I uh, I think this puzzle, this puzzle, this challenge in all is uh, perfectly you know fine standard for uh, a challenge daily challenge. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of notes from it aside from, you know, uh, the final two teams that are our top two teams there that race to the finish. I really liked it. I thought that while it was like <laughs> visual enough to make for a good trailer, it wasn't just like uh, jump out of a plane and nothing that you actually do matters. Uh, it's just determined by like the path that the helicopter flies this time. Um, so I thought that this was much more interesting. I was glad that we got to have everyone run all in one heat. Um, it was easy to follow. I thought that it was different than many other challenges that we've seen before. Um, you know, not like the most original, but still like solid enough. So I like this one. Yeah. Um, and it was obviously just fun to see how the new teams are competing with each other and how they're mm -hmm. communicating and, and whatnot. And it's going to end up being John A and Grant and, uh, Jordan and Kaz that are the teams that are finished and running to the, uh, to the finish line to ring that bell. Um, Kaz is a little slower than, uh, John A and Grant are. So John A and Grant do ultimately pull out the win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Grant even says like, they were not lying. John A is the best and I'm very happy with my partner. Mm -hmm. So, uh, this is encouraging for them. Absolutely. Um, and then the bottom two teams end up being Kellyanne and Tristan and uh, Nelson and Huhui last in our uh, draft and last in uh, the their draft and last in this challenge. So not a great sign for uh, these four competitors here, but um, it ultimately ends up being Kellyanne and Tristan who pull uh, the, you know, escape from uh, being dead last and uh, Nelson and Huhui are going to have that honor, but they like hug as if they won. So they're fine. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, this is like the personality team. Um, <laughs> so, uh, great mascots, <laughs> fun for the challenge. Um, I think that uh, Nelson and Huhui will be entertaining characters for as long as they last on the season. Yeah, um, and we just did this draft to, you know, pick the teams back and forth, but I'll tell you the order that they finished is, uh, it was Grant and John A, number one, obviously, and then Jordan and Kaz, um, which makes sense. Jordan, Kaz and jo- Jordan and Kaz just went number two in the draft that we did, uh, <laughs> followed by Ben and Casey, Emily and Yes, Ben Ha and Jody, Kiki and Darrell, Danny and Tori, Zara and Wes, Sarah and Theo, um, Amber and Troy, Justine and Bananas, pretty much exactly where we picked them, you know, f- towards the back of the pack there. Um, <laughs> Naya and Rodrigo, um, Kellyanne and Tristan. So uh, this really did, yeah, shake out as, as you'd expect. Yeah, I, I honestly... Justine and Bananas a little lower than I even thought um, they would come in. I started getting a little nervous for Justine here. Um, but ultimately, once they didn't come in last, I was like, all right, I don't think this is getting voted in, immediately. So felt okay. Yeah. Um, so when we go back to the house, the, the, pretty much the rest of the episode, we're not going to get, um, you know, an elimination this episode. We're going to get uh, the deliberation where we're going to uh, end up picking two teams that are going to be in contention to go in. But um, it's really just a lot of the paranoia and whatnot of uh, of, of one Kellyanne uh, as, you know, we highlight the Wes and Kellyanne of it all, that they have history between the two of them. Will that be enough to do anything to help her out in this game? Uh, John A and Kellyanne are friends and they uh, might not be as good of friends as they once were because John A thinks that there's some jealousy left over from when Kellyanne did not win the final she was up against John A in. Um, so there's that that's going mm. on and uh, that uh, definitely was just at least like the, the big uh, storyline going on here back at the it's house. It's like is Kellyanne mad at yes for beating her in the first final? <laughs> like, Maybe. It seems odd. Um, I don't know. I feel like this was a spiral like we have not seen in some time on the challenge. Uh, particularly Kellyanne uh, saying to Tori, who's on Team USA or partnered with someone from the U.S., uh, we got to target Team U.S. because they're really strong. <laughs> it was entertaining. Um, it was a very fast decline for Kellyanne. <laughs> And this is why I picked her in the confessionals draft, Um, because when she gets uh, when she gets wound up, she gets wound up, whether it's, you know, she's doing a a bad job in a daily challenge or an elimination, whenever she again gets wound up, like that's where you get um, like a lot of Kellyanne content. So I was just like very happy for this for my draft team. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I, I I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this is, you know, um, we got so much of her and, uh, and Tristan that it feels like they are highly likely to be our first team to go here. Um, Otherwise it's just a whole lot of Kellyanne out of the gate for seemingly just one paranoia, mental something breakdown. Yeah, I think that uh, your one episode of Kellyanne and Tristan might be putting in good work for the confessionals, but it might just be that one week that you get to keep them. It's, it does definitely feel like that. I mean, otherwise, we're, again, getting a lot of Kellyanne um, just for for this one scene, uh, for, for all that happens here. Um, you know, the legends are going to obviously have to go at each other throughout the course of the game. They're not working together. They're all, uh, you know, paired up with a global MVP. Um, but out of the people that are going to be on the bottom of the barrel there and, you know, bottom of the totem pole, Kellyanne certainly stands out as like, okay, who cares what she's doing here? Jody as, uh, as well ended up in that exact same category, which she knew she was like, you know, Ben Han, I don't have these connections. We got to win this one. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does question why she gets thrown in instead of Naya and Rodrigo, who did worse in the challenge. But I think Naya just has a few more connections than mm-hmm. Jody, uh, ultimately. Um, so I think that it's interesting because even um, like when they first get back to the house, Bananas is walking around like, I think we're just probably going to keep throwing in Team Argentina. It's like, all right, like Kiki manipulated Bananas. It worked. Um, so I think that... Uh, it does seem like we're reverting back to what I think is not like a super interesting thing um, in terms of just targeting Argentina over and over. But uh, I am curious because as you know, we've basically talked about at this point, Jody and Benha and Kellyanne and Tristan end up being the two nominated teams. Now you would think with John a in power, uh, it seems like we've at least been told that she and Kellyanne like were close and I don't really feel like there's a super solid connection between Jody and John a, despite having competed on all stars two together. Um, and also if bananas and everyone else is saying we're targeting Argentina, like, Benha is from Argentina. Tristan is not. So you would think that it would go that direction, but the edit feels like it's going the other. Yeah. I, I feel like it's especially, uh, especially with Kellyanne kind of slipping up to Tori and being like, yeah, we should like, you know, get, uh, go for the Americans or whatever. And Tori was like, I'm literally on, you know, on that team. Uh, and then Tori yeah. goes and tells Sarah about it. It's like Kellyanne's just kind of shooting herself in the foot at this point. And it's less about like, well, what is Jody doing for my game and versus Kellyanne doing for my game rather than like, it seems, like all the legends are, are coming together saying that Kellyanne is the you know easy first pick off here um, and John A can sink with the ship or she can you know just push her in front of the bus and say sorry see you later mm-hmm. it's interesting so how much do you think that the relationships between the MTV personalities are going to come into play when voting versus the global relationships uh, in terms of like country divide and um, who like knows who or who's working with who like who do you think is winning at the end of the day uh, the legends and it's not even close because they have the uh, it, well first of all it's you know it's always going to be like this it's their show it's their territory so people kind of cave to them in general um, but also they just have many more numbers like the group of MTV legends that are going to be grouped together um, you know the the maximum number that you can really get to on the international side is four four you know pairs of four and maybe they come together and form an eight but that still doesn't feel like it's strong enough or powerful enough to overtake you know, alliances of what the veterans, uh, the legends have going on. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I feel like there was even talk of the house of like, we're going to continuously throw in team Argentina. And I wonder if that is because the vets that are also paired with Argentina are not the most well connected either in terms of like Jody Nelson, uh, Naya. So, um, I think they're probably some of the least connected vets in this house. Um, but I'm curious to see, uh, how they do. Even Wes is like, okay, so based on my partner being from the UK and like, they're all talking in these terms still. So I'm curious to see if that continues to hold weight. Cause definitely coming into the season, I thought that MTV like was deciding everything bar none. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we get to this vote, I mean, Kellyanne and Tristan being voted in, um, and one of those votes comes from Wes and Zara and Zara is from the UK as well as Tristan. So, you know, we already have UK people voting for UK. Like it's, yeah, it's already happening. 
Yeah. Um, was funny after the nominations where <laughs> they're joking around and like, Theo, could you ever vote Cassie? And like, oh, I'm not a scumbag. I can never do that to my ex. Um, so that was really funny <laughs> uh, <laughs> to like, you know, Wes like burying his face in the pillow, basically. And Jordan, wherever Jordan is that, you know, was not didn't vote Tori in last season, but specifically made moves to, you know, spite her. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, the winners and losers are all in the room and they see who was voted in again. So there's that. John A doesn't seem like she knows what she's going to do. And then that final uh, conversation before the episode ends is Kellyanne and John A uh, discussing what John A is going to do. What should, you know, and Kellyanne's like, I think this should be an easy decision for you, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested to see. I feel like Kellyanne thinks this is an open and shut case. Like, obviously, you wouldn't throw me in. Um, I'm curious. I really uh, wonder what the better move is here for John A. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much all I have for now. I mean, we have plenty of uh, episodes coming up. We'll keep getting into uh, all this with the World Championship if we forgot anything today or, uh, or whatnot. Um, but yeah, a fun start, and I'm excited to see what's to come. Yeah, I will say uh, I'm looking at the challenge Reddit. There's not like a ton jumping out at me. Uh, the 31st cast member in uh, Kiki McRae was uh, stirring up a little drama oh. saying like, uh, I'm glad he, that Danny took my advice on the partner picking this time because he didn't listen on the first season. But these previews of future episodes got me feeling like I'm about to have some new enemies eyeball emoji uh, with Danny then responding. We love everyone, LOL. And she said, until we don't. So oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm here for the Kiki check-in. <laughs> I'm very curious to see, uh, you know, Kiki herself is a big challenge fan, as noted by Danny. So fun to have that as a part of social media as well. Just do the bloodlines already. Get her both. You get them both in here. <laughs> we will up. see. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for uh, for all things uh, Danny and Kiki and just, again, with uh, whatever's coming this season. Um, a quick check-in, again, to the uh, confessionals draft because that is, again, I'm excited that it's something that we can actually keep track of um, and not feel like this is a silly way to, uh, to, to you know, score points with the way that we had been doing. Um, so we do, uh, well, maybe not that fun for of a start for you, um, as uh. Scally's team currently in uh, fourth place uh, with 42 confessionals. Uh, again, reminder of his team is Jordan and Jody and Kaz. Uh, so you have Jordan and Kaz. So that's mm-hmm. uh, Jody, Grant, Nathan, who is uh, no longer in the game, Amber and Rodrigo. <sighs> Um, hey, you had more than the undrafted two. Ben and Benha both were not drafted, and they had a combined 14 <laughs> uh, or 15 confessionals. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Puya is uh, then uh, next in third with one more confessional at 43. Uh, reminder again, he had Bananas and Kiki and Theo and Nelson, Claudia, who has gone home, um, Huhui and Yes. And then Haley and I are tied um, with 57 confessionals each. Uh, again, reminder, Haley has Wes, John A., Justine, Emily, Naya, Darrell, and Casey. I have Tori, Troy, Tristan, Sarah, Danny, Kellyanne, and Zara. So Kellyanne with a huge help of 14 confessionals in episode two to keep me uh, in the race there. Yeah, well, we'll see. You do have both Tristan and Kellyanne. So ah! I'd be worried there. Oh, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's awful. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see the who else even. Puya has Nelson and um, Huhui, who are guaranteed to be going into elimination. Um, and then I have Jody, and Benha is undrafted. So we will see who ends up losing people next week. Oh, my God, that's terrible. <laughs> um, well, I'm very glad that they burned bright in this first episode to, you know, stack the numbers as high as they possibly could. There's been first boots that have gone out with, you know, less, uh, and they would be second boots. But, that's um, true. All right, well, we'll see. And now I'm suddenly hoping that they stay because um, I forgot yeah. that they were both on my team. So. <laughs> they can go. Um, all right. Anything else from you for this week? Nope. I feel good about uh, the season moving forward. I feel like it's fun. It's refreshing. Um, I'm hoping it stays that way, but I'm excited to continue watching. Yep. Um, so that's it for me. Uh, of course, follow me on Twitter at Matt Ligori. Um, not much else for you to check out, but Scally may have other things going on. 90 day, right? Yes, I was on the 90 Day Fiance podcast over with Puya, so people should check that out over on the RHAP wrap-ups. Also guested on Mess Magnets talking about the Vanderpump Rules drama that's been going on. Um, so definitely check that out as well. And then otherwise, I am on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. There you go. So thank you guys for checking this one out, and we'll be back next week with more world championship as we get into episode three maybe three and four we don't really know but hopefully just one episode we'll see uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll be back here to cover it all thank you guys um again for listening and we will catch you next time take care